0: Welcome to the Locked Home Grizzlies podcast and our newest edition this season, a condensed version of the podcast known as the Nitty Gritty Grind Session. This specific form of the podcast is basically a game breakdown of an upcoming opponent that the Grizzlies have, and I thought it'd be fun to get back to it with the first game of the second half tonight against the Washington Wizards. For those who may not have listened to this type of format of the show before, basically what we do is we do two segments instead of three, where in the first segment I talk about how the Grizzlies will defend their opponent in the first segment, and in the second segment we talk about how the Grizzlies may find offensive success against the opponent's defense. Obviously, this nitty-gritty grind session is a bit easier than most because we just played this same Wizards team eight days ago, and many of the things that we showed were either improving upon or excel at on defense from the first half of the season really showed out in that game against the Wizards. But I think that one big development is one of the big reasons why I think the Grizzlies are favored going into this game, and also a big reason why I think they should be able to once again Find ways to win. Of course, you can find the show at Locked On Grizz, myself at Stats SAC, the podcast wherever podcasts are available: Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Wherever you may choose to listen to your podcast, that's where we'll be. And we ask that when you do that. Listen, subscribe, let us know what you think of the podcast. We always want to make sure we're delivering content that's relevant, relevant to our listeners' preferences. DM myself or the show on Twitter. We would be more than happy to go further in-depth on subjects that many of our listeners find interest in wanting to know more about. So, of course, the Grizzlies welcome the Wizards to the FedEx Forum tonight as the Grizzlies hope to continue their playoff pursuit at the start of the second half of the season. Now, we've talked about it plenty here. The Grizzlies certainly have a very condensed schedule, a tough task for this team. The big key is that tonight, because they're going to be playing so many games and they're eventually going to probably run into fatigue at some point during this condensed schedule, They have to take advantage of these games in which, you know, they're the favorite. They're looked upon as being the better roster, so they need to win as many of these games as possible in order to put themselves in the best position that they can be for when they ultimately do run into, it's more than likely they're going to run into a less than ideal stretch over the next few months, so winning winning as many games as possible earlier in the schedule, when they're likely going to be more fresh. Is when they're going to be fresher is going to be a big development for this team. But one thing that really developed in that game against Washington, and I know that Washington themselves, their pro- that you know obviously their record being at thirteen and nineteen right now. Excuse me, I believe it was fourteen and twenty as of now. One of the things is is that yes, you are you could say that they're arguably one of the ten worst teams in the NBA, but they had not been playing like it. They haven't been playing like it over the past month. They creep back into this Eastern Conference playoff race because of the fact that they've been playing like an above-average team, both offensively and defensively. But the big thing that really came together for the Grizzlies in that game against the Washington Wizards is that the Grizzlies were able to find success on defense, both limiting and contesting high-percentage looks on the perimeter, which the Grizzlies, through the month of February, struggled mightily doing. They were able to combine that ability with their ability to... To create turnovers, and as I wrote over at Grizzly Bear Blues today, that's one of the surprising things about this Grizzlies' first half. They arguably are the most opportunistic turnover-causing teams in the NBA. They may the, there may not be a team in the NBA that gains more of an advantage when it comes to to the turnover battle in games than the Grizzlies. But in this game, back on the second against the Washington Wizards, that's exactly where the Grizzlies were able to find success overall. The Grizzlies, when it came to limiting the three-point attempts of the Washington Wizards, they held the Washington Wizards to 11 threes on 31 attempts. But they also were able to force 15 steals and 21 overall turnovers. That was the big key for the Grizzlies. They only scored 56 points in the paint, but they were able to They were able to score a lot of points off turnovers because they were able to get in passing lanes, disrupt passes, and things such as that to get out on the run and score. But the other thing is, is that getting back to the three-point shots, Typically, when you're looking at both Davis Bertans and Bradley Beal, especially with Bertans, kinda haven't gotten back in the successful, you know, role and production that he showed last year, that landed him the big offseason free agent deal to come back to Washington. The big thing for the Grizzlies is that they they limited both Bertans and Beal combined to only three threes per game. You're typically looking for six to eight threes at least from that combination of players in most Wizards games. But the fact that the Grizzlies were able to limit that combination of players to only three was a big development as well. So that was the big takeaway from this game as to why the Grizzlies were so successful. They were able to combine both an improved ability to defend the three and contest shots and limit high percentage looks, plus be able to have one of their better games really creating an advantage when it comes to turnovers. And that's what they need to do tonight. I don't necessarily know if they're going to be able to limit Bertans and Beal to only three threes. They're probably going to make more than that in this game. A couple of ways in which the Grizzlies could combat that, though, is continuing to be able to, you know... Limit threes in general. Even if Bertans or Bill are able to make theirs, limit anybody else from having a big game when it comes to shooting the three. The other thing that the Grizzlies can do is it's quiet down a bit Russell Westbrook. In that game against the Grizzlies, Russell Westbrook had 23 points and 15 assists. He was a big source, direct source of creating points. Creating nearly, probably over 50 points himself from his passing and his scoring. If the Grizzlies are going to have a harder time limiting Bill and Bertans, They're gonna have to do a better job, in my opinion, of limiting Russell Westbrook. They're also gonna have to prevent Robinson or, or from Robin Lopez from having his way in the paint because there were several opportunities when the bench units were on the court that Lopez was able to have his way scoring. And so the Grizzlies are going to have to do a better job when it comes to making sure that they don't have six or seven different wizard sources who are getting close to or in double digits to balance out the scoring. So if the Grizzlies can once again create the turnovers like they've come to do you know, on a regular basis this season, but also can continue doing the better job that they have been over the past several games of defending the three-point line, I think that they will be able to limit the Wizards enough to where, especially if they can get on the run with high-percentage scoring opportunities on offense for Memphis, they'll have the ability to win the game. But of course, the big thing about the Grizzlies is, is that, yes, their defense has been the better performing you know side of the court for them this year, but their offense really showed out as well for multiple reasons on March 2nd against the Wizards. Coming up, I'll discuss, while it may be unfair to expect the same type of individual production from a few players this time around as we saw against the Wizards, there is reason to think that the Grizzlies could be a bit more balanced when it comes to their approach, definitely enough to be able to earn the victory. Do want to remind our our loyal listeners that um, there are a few things on the near horizon that I'm really excited about as far as the podcast goes, and some new opportunities with the podcast. You know that will become a regular part of you know the weekly production that we do over here at Locked On Grizzlies and the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, Obviously, yesterday I I was I was out for a bit due to um, you know some unexpected things with the day job, but um, one of the reasons why I was also out was because of a new opportunity that has become available uh, via the locker room. App. You've heard me mention it. A few of the guests that I've had this season have come from you know my ability to connect with others and talk with others about the game of basketball and the Grizzlies via the Locker Room app. Um, it's a great app. It's a social audio, social media app that allows for you as sports fans to just join folks from around the world around the nation wherever it may be fellow sports fans who just simply have the interest of being able to interact with other people who are passionate about sports in general conversation interaction it's a great place to expand your knowledge of things that you want to learn about a great place to connect with other people who also share you know the love of a certain team certain player or certain sport and just in general it's the ability for you to expand your fandom you know if you want to network out to eventually be you know get involved you know like I have over the past few years in covering sports it's a great way to do that. It's just an overall way to improve your experience as a sports fan. Well, through that app and in association with Locked on Grizzlies, I'll actually be hosting a weekly episode every Thursday night around 8 to 8.30, that depends on games, in which I'll be able to you know interact with fellow Grizzlies fans, interact with you know local media members, basketball minds in general that may come on and talk with us, but it will be a weekly opportunity for us to, about 45 minutes to an hour, discuss all things Grizzlies and really interact and enjoy conversation centered on something that we're all passionate about, and that is the Memphis Grizzlies. That'll be tomorrow night. Tonight, after the game, I'll have a post-game podcast out talking about, obviously, the game against the Wizards. Also looking at some really good improvements that the Grizzlies have made in certain areas from the first half this season compared to a year ago, as tomorrow is going to be the one-year anniversary of when the NBA actually canceled its season due to COVID-19, and then obviously we'll also, for the Locked Mavericks podcast, have Nick Angstad, who actually is head of the Locked On NBA Network here at the Locked On Podcast Network. He'll be coming on not necessarily to discuss the Mavericks in general, but looking at the Southwest Division with me, overall, the Rockets, the Mavericks, the Pelicans, the Spurs and the Grizzlies, how does each team's second half really become critical to what they do now and into the near future, and you know, as several young cores move along. Each team that's that's in, you know, the Southwest Division either is going through a rebuild, has recently experienced a rebuild or has a rebuild that's on the near horizon. So it'll be a really interesting conversation with a great mind like Nick. So plenty to come, plenty to come later on this week. We're very busy here, but the great thing is is that we enjoy every minute of it because of the opportunities that it creates for us to be able to interact with other Grizzlies fans and allow for us to be able to give our perspective on all things Grizzlies. Well speaking of that perspective, we talked in the first segment about how the Grizzlies, you know, their defense, if they can both do good guarding the perimeter, and continue to create turnovers like they have this season, it really showed out against the Wizards last game. If they could do it again, it puts them in a great position to win. Well, when it comes to the offense, I mean, it was just, it was a historic effort for both John ja Morant and um, De'Anthony Melton that really carried the Grizzlies in that game against the Wizards. You know, John ja Morant himself had 35 points, 10 assists, and 5 rebounds in the game. De'Anthony Melton made six threes, had 5 assists, 4 rebounds, and 2 steals. I would find 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 it hard to believe that those two players would be able to top their individual performances in the game against the Washington Wizards tonight. So if that's the case, the Grizzlies once again need to find success from other sources to really help them out. Now, Dylan Brooks stood out the game against the Wizards. He was 8 from 19 from the field, but scored 20 points. You know, Jonas Valanciunas did his regular double-double, you know, opportunities, though so he was a bit contained by good defense from Robin Lopez. He's still got his double-double. He does really need to be a rebounding source tonight to prevent extra looks. Extra looks for the Wizards, but also create extra looks himself because the Wizards are one of the teams who are more prone to giving up offensive rebounds in the league. So the Grizzlies should have success being able to, you know, if they're not going to have the individual performances from Ja and, and DeAnthony and, you know, the, those, you know, three you know, combined between three scores, you know, having nearly 80 points, they can balance it out by once again finding success in the lane. And the big thing about it is that if this Grizzlies team can continue to find success in the lane, that will allow for them to continue to open up the three. I wrote about over at Grizzly Bear Blues before the All-Star break that one big thing that was emerging for the Grizzlies when it comes to their shooting from distance is that they were having a lot of success shooting the ball from three. Well, if they are able to get into the paint tonight and then pass back out to the corner, I think especially... With you know Desmond Bain hopefully back or Desmond Bain you know kind of fresh you know coming back from you know the the um, absence that he had the rest that others have had I really do think that this Grizzlies team is going to be crisp and their ability to find the soft spots on the defense and if that shot is working especially their floaters in the lane if they're making the Washington defense collapse I can open up the three and if the Grizzlies can knock down those shots that'll be a really big development for this team like I say, one thing that definitely needs to be there, I think, for this Grizzlies team is that if, if Jaw and DeAnthony are not going to have the success that to the level that they had last game, a player that needs to step up is Jonas Valanciunas. I would like for Jonas to potentially have a 20 point 15 rebound game tonight, though Robin Lopez is going to make that a big hard because he's a bit harder than most because he is a good defender. But if Jonas could score, you know, nearly 20 points a game. Dylan and Kyle both are in double digits, and a few guys you know, come close to or are in double digits off the bench. Even if Jaws' scoring output may not be where it is, I do think the Grizzlies can have success being able to stay balanced and find their opportunities. And that's the key in this game, is that it's creating opportunities for the Grizzlies. I mean, so far this season, when it comes to the uh, the Washington uh, Wizards. When it comes to their ability to produce in a game, so far this season they are thirtieth in the NBA in blocks, thirtieth in free throw attempts allowed per game, and twenty fourth in offensive rebounds. That right there is an absolute. That that is. It should have the Grizzlies players licking their chops to not only get into the lane, but get into the rim. Yes, our floater is very effective, and it should be in this game. But for a team that is a, that is at the bottom of the league when it comes to blocking shots, and they also are bottom in the league when it comes to allowing free throw attempts, that immediately tells you that the rim is a prime area to produce. And also, since they're limited when it comes to their ability to prevent offensive rebounds, if the Grizzlies' first shot doesn't go in, then Brandon. Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman, Jonas Valanciunas, and others can be there to corral the offensive rebounds for putbacks. So a big thing for this Grizzlies team is not just you know featuring the floaters, but it really is featuring the ability to get to the rim. Once again, against this Wizards team, the last time they played, the Grizzlies from three were actually... 13 of 29 from 3 but i do think that this is the type of game where if the grizzlies even were to shoot 25 or less threes they still could have success as i had mentioned you know in a previous episode when it comes to um, the Grizzlies, they are 14-5 and five when they are able to shoot 25 or less threes in the game. And a reason why is because it means that they are absolutely scoring at will in the paint. If the Grizzlies can get 60 to 65 or more points in the paint tonight, which the Wizards do offer the, opera, the potential for that To happen, I think that that really stands out is where the Grizzlies could shine. Not only being able to do it in the half court, but on the fast break. Challenging the interior of this Wizards defense could really be a point of success for this Grizzlies team if they were to not get the same scoring output from one or two players like they got last time out. It's going to be a fun game to see. You know, Again, I do think that the Wizards are going to be able to find a bit more success from three, but if the Grizzlies can continue to take turnovers, they can convert points off of turn. Turn. they can convert those turnovers into points, and they can frequently attack the lane and get either get to the free throw line or get high percentage looks, I feel strong about the Grizzlies' ability to win this game. We're going to be right back here with you after the game discussing the game itself, you know, doing a review, obviously, of the outcome and the results that come from the Grizzlies first game of the second half. And we'll also take a look at some really, really interesting statistical measures that the Grizzlies, you know, have, have improved upon or either stayed stagnant in when it comes to where they looked a year ago to now so a lot of great things coming up tomorrow again going to be a very exciting and busy day here at locked on grizzlies stay tuned for all of it and tomorrow night if you have the ability please join us on the locker room app for let's talk grizzness the newest addition to the locked on grizzlies podcast network allowing for us to interact with fans with good conversation and interaction until next time hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you again soon here on the locked on grizzlies podcast